When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, well, good afternoon, folks. Um, two hours in the aftermath now of uh, the first match of Jesse Marsh's regime. Joe Donoghue and Baron Cross of Leeds live in, back in the car uh, after the match at Leicester City's King Power Stadium. 1-0 to the Foxes and uh, thoroughly unjustified, really, to be honest. Um, Leeds, um, which we'll talk about in a moment, I felt played really, really well. Um, certainly deserved if not to win the game, then at least to draw it. I mean, they didn't deserve to lose, to be honest, um, with the way it went. Quite galling, but as we'll discuss in a moment, it felt like that might have been coming with the way uh, the chances just just weren't being buried, Joe. Yeah, they did, on a day when you could have, you know, had a look at some of the VAR decisions, uh, some of the some of the refereeing calls, you know, you can blame a lot, but Leeds Leeds did have the chances, and it just didn't fall right for them today. I think there was. Casper uh, Schmeichel was in was in good form, um, which hasn't hasn't been the case for the entirety of the season. Um, you know, there was a save that he made from Daniel James, a save that he made from Rodrigo's header, uh, and there was one very very good save sort of on the um, on the goal line as it came across, and Rafinha just kind of tries to sweep it in. But um, yeah, it didn't go for, for Leeds on the day, and uh, I think the one moment of real quality in the game, which was a neat give and go on the mm. edge of the box from from Harvey Barnes and Kalechi and Acho. And a good finish from Barnes as well um, has, has done the damage. And I think there were positives to take. And, and Jesse Marsh said that in his press conference, yeah. didn't he? He was he, he wanted to, you know, he said the only negative is the result, mm. which unfortunately is the thing that matters. But um, it's not as there were definitely improvements on on recent weeks. I think it's fair to say because you know Spurs, uh, Liverpool, they, they were you know you, you were struggling to come up with any positives after those. But today, I think. There's reason to to be optimistic about the the, the fixtures that are coming up, but yeah. it's in in the the immediate aftermath. The you know it's a little bit disappointing to not come away with anything when you've created as much as Leeds did today. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fair point. They've come off a really really horrible run of results under Marcelo, and initially it was if, if you're ticking off the the list of things you want to see happen, it was pleasing to see them get to half time with a clean sheet intact. They were in the game. There's been a bit of a bit of discussion online, but for me, the first 10, 15 minutes weren't brilliant. It was a little bit chaotic for both teams. I'm not saying Leicester were in control, but I wasn't quite seeing that identity from Leeds. And I think for me to expect there to be an identity in the first 15 minutes after four days on the training pitches is obviously a bit a bit much, really. But I was sort of trying to sort of just take it as I saw it. And ultimately, they did play their way in, into a bit of form and began to control the game. And, and into the second half, especially, the home crowd were turning and they were airing their frustrations in the stands. And it was really, really pleasant to see some some different uh, patterns of play from Leeds, um, attacking in different ways. We've had three and a half years of Marcelo and, and the way he plays. And you get so used to seeing the way they build attacks, you can almost see it coming. And particularly when, when they're on a bad day in front of goal and they don't finish chances. But today, the chances were really good quality. And if we are going to look at the positives, um, I know some of you on here will will like XG and some won't. It, it's, it's, quite, it's one of those sort of new age stats that, that does um, divide people. But the, the bottom line is that statistic, that fact, does suggest that Leeds created some very, very good chances. And actually, 
had the biggest margin between them and their opponent all season. So, in other words, in one game, Jesse Marsh has created a um, a difference, um, a, disparity. Um, a disparity between Leeds and the opposition than Marcelo did all season. So, a if, measurable one as well. Yeah. yeah. So, if you are looking for positives, that's a stat that sums up what we're trying to say. Leeds were good and. In that second half, especially, there was a, they seemed to be creating chances at will. Yeah. Um, as Joe said, Schmeichel made some good stops. There were some some last ditch blocks, some poor finishing as well from Leeds. Your lack of composure for a few of the players. But generally, there's a lot to take from it. I, I completely, we've just said it on on the walk back to the car. They don't have a lot of time. We are now 11 games to go. Um, that's another defeat today. And whilst we can sit here and praise what they've done in four days, ultimately. We, we, we can't sort of stretch that out for much longer. Ultimately, they don't have the time to, to really work with them. We don't have a pre-season. We don't have five or six games at the start of the season where they play their way into form. They need to win games immediately. And had they drawn today away at Leicester, I think that would have been palatable and it would have been a start. Losing narrowly it, it is a bit disappointing and, and, and ultimately people will, will tonight still feel that the blow of that. But we are as we've said for a few weeks now, even before when Marcelo's sacking, we've been looking at these games coming up now and, and Villa and Norwich, three days apart, both at Ellen Road. They are monumental games. And if they don't take a minimum of four points, you know, then there's going to be some really, really tough questions to, to ask in the coming weeks and we hope they can come up trumps. But the point is at least we come away with a loss, but, but it wasn't like it was just chaos for 90 minutes no. and we were thinking, wow, they have got a job on their hands. There was enough there for, for Marsh to go away and actually build upon and feel like he has made progress. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is that is the key message is there's, there's, a, there's a platform there. There's a launch pad to go from. And, you know, you've seen about those opening 10, 15 minutes when it was kind of the team maybe getting to grips with a new way of playing. I think they did exhibit a bit more control um, on, on the game. Um, there were a lot, I said to you, sort of about 30, 35 minutes in, there are, there are patches here where it looks as though Leeds are the home team yeah. because they were patient with their build-up. They were creating chances. They were creating good quality chances. Jack Harrison was particularly good in the first half, I thought, um, sort of on the side nearest mm. to us. Um, and I think what you, what you were talking about with XG, you know, the, the, it's, it's essentially just a measure of how good the, the, the quality of the chance that you create is. You know, it, it, the, a model attributes like a, a, a numerical value to it. Um, and Leeds were, were, you know, they surpassed Leicester's total by, by nearly two goals today. So, you know, which in XG terms is huge, Joe. Yeah, massive. I mean, that, that is massive, huge. Yeah. Right. That is, that is in, on on all you know on all fronts. On paper, that is a Leeds win. Obviously, poor finishing does come into it, mm. and I think there was some poor finishing today. I think there was there was one ball in particular um, where Harrison cut it back to Rodrigo, and all you're asking is just hit the target, mm. hit the target, make Schmeichel work. He's having a good game. He might save it, but you can't ask more than than getting it on target. And he, put it over the bar there was one that, that Rodrigo swung at as well there was a few others where there just wasn't the sort of the optimal connection that you'd want to get on a ball yeah. um, to really send it and and Har- Har- I'd say Harvey Barnes's goal that was the perfect that was what you want you know that's what you do on the training pitch you ex- execute the, the movement in the build up and then you put it you, you angle it so it's far enough away from yeah. the goalkeeper get enough power on it and Sick of the sight of him, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. scoring against Leeds. Same, same side of the pitch as well. He scores uh, against Leeds at Ellen Road. But I think, yeah, if, we, if we're looking at positives, um, you can look at the two games coming up, I think, with, with, with Villa and Norwich. Um, 
They're both at home, both at Ellen Road. I'm sure Jesse Marsh will, will get a, a you know a strong welcome. Yeah, I think he will. He's um, you know I think he's carried himself in difficult circumstances really well this week. Um, that continued today in his press conference, in in his comments before the match, um, in in uh, you know this, this might divide people, but in in sort of huddling the team on the pitch at the final whistle, you know, just trying to show this this unity, trying yeah. to show that they're all working in the same direction, um, that they're all believing in that that Leeds are going to be a Premier League team next season. But yeah, I mean, I mean, do you want to dissect the game? Or do you want to dissect some of yeah, the moments? Yeah, go back to the start and and look at the shape. So yeah. uh, the team sheet came through, and uh, Bamford, as expected, was on the bench. That wasn't a huge surprise. We we you know, we virtually ruled him out of starting the game, and if anything, the bench being on the bench was a boost. Ultimately, post-match, he did confirm that Bamford would have managed 10 minutes max, so I can see the logic in still bringing him because of that fact, um, but of course, the match needs to be in a particular state for it to be worthy for, for Bamford to come on with 10 minutes to go, and ultimately, uh, Marsh just felt that they needed impetus sooner, which is why he went for Roberts, which is completely fair enough. We don't want to take any risks with Bamford at this stage again. Um, Forshaw was on the bench, which was a bit of a surprise, but it, it does then transpire that Forshaw was one of these unnamed players who had a, a choppy week on the training pitch, hadn't done as much training as some of the others, and and ultimately that that was what sort of forced Marsh's hand and why he chose the team he did. And he, and he said that because they had so little time on the training pitch this week, he wanted to take the 11 players who had the most time, so they had 90, 95% of training this week in which to absorb the information. So. Ultimately, it shook out into, um, I'd say, um, in the first half, it felt like more of a 4-2-3-1, and yeah. then second half, it did feel like more of a 4-2-2-2, yeah. uh, with Rodrigo pushing on a bit more to support Dan. Rodrigo was the key part, really. You know, Rodrigo would either be in the front two with James, or dropping off a little bit with um, with Rafinha and Harrison, maybe just spreading a little bit, but certainly not the width we're used to no, from Bielsa. Firpo um, no. and Dallas brought that, didn't he? Um, yeah. but Rafinha and, and Harrison were, were far more in the channels uh, at their widest. And it seemed to work, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, That's the best we've seen Harrison for a while. Five, did he get any more than five key passes? I didn't check at full time, but I know at half time he had four. During the game, I think last time I checked, maybe 70 minutes, he was on five. So um, he, he was a threat and he did provide the service uh, yeah. at long last. Um so he stood out for me. I think Rafinha was at least a little bit more like himself, had that quality. A few flashes. Yeah, and, and Firpo, I thought, I sort of, sort of did very, very well. He, he applied the press well, uh, managed to force turnovers around the halfway line, and then, as we know, it doesn't need a second invitation to get to, to attack, does he? Yeah, no, I think I think Firpo did well today. I think, it, on the whole, the, the defence did do well. I know it's a it, what, it did feel more solid, didn't it? Yeah, it did feel, it felt more compact. And when whenever Leeds lost the ball, it wasn't always straight away to, you know, right, okay, let's all just bomb forward. It was mm. a case of, right, let's get our foot on the ball, let's make sure our shape's good, and then then let's release this front four. Yeah. Um, but in terms of formation-wise, it was, you know, you, you had interchanging. It was mainly James up top, wasn't it? Yes, um, yeah, he led the line. But you, you have, as you said, Rodrigo sort of maybe flitting into the into the forward line. But that 4-2-2-2, you've got, I don't know, the, the second two is sort of where the wingers typically would be. And yes. This is something which has been... Jesse Marsh is sort of um, his showpiece. You know, he he it's it's not a conventional formation mm. because it is very narrow. Yeah. But it allows those players that you have in that second two to spread wide and kind of fill those spaces and yeah. link up. And and I think with the legs that you've got on Firpo, the legs that you've got on Dallas today, that was probably the right. It was probably the right system to play. I, I think because you know those fullbacks are going to get up yeah. and down. So you you could pack the central areas. And I'd like to see. 
maybe if, if Leeds had a bit more dominance in, in the middle, because this season, you know, the, the area just outside the penalty area, sort of around the D, there's been not, there's been very little that yeah. Leeds have created from there. You know, passes into the penalty area. Mm. I think, while today the best chances did still come from wide, yeah. they came from sort of the channels and, yes. and, and, and playing in a little bit narrower. So maybe that's something we can we can look to. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I noticed uh, set pieces. They were they were different today. Yeah, two men on set pieces. Yeah. One as a decoy. Uh, Harrison and Dallas. Harrison and Dallas. Yeah. Right um, on the left foot. And then they did the they did sort of like a stutter free kick routine mm. um, when swinging in a deep free kick. And again, that was something that which Marsh mentioned yeah. pre-game and post-match. He did well. mention post-match, and I agree with him. I think they did look more solid, both attacking and defending yeah. set pieces, um, which is, is only a small thing. But it did. It just felt that way, didn't it? It just felt like they, there was a bit more threat um, and, and a bit more of a solidity when they when they were defending it. Um, so trying to pick out, think out who else stood out really. I mean, the, the big surprise was Ailing was again at centre back uh, alongside Pascal Stroik, and it was it was Dallas at right back. And I just felt that I, I suppose the call he had to make in that case was what does Cock bring to the central midfielder role, and what does Dallas bring to it? And clearly he wanted Cox defensive traits in there yeah. a bit more solidity um because otherwise you look at it at face value and say well clearly you put ailing at his best position at right back mm. you put cock at his best position at center back and you put dallas arguably his best position in center mid so clearly marsh had his reasons but that, that felt a bit odd um but apart from that opening 10-15 minutes where pascal gets the early yellow card yeah. They kept their noses clean, and Vardy, much like at Ellen Road, was just quiet. not in the game. Yeah, yeah, he's quiet, and I think that's because whenever Leicester did come forward, the, the shape that Leeds had, it it, it restricted, it, it became more compact. You know, you you had um, Barnes was the outlet, wasn't he? Yeah, you had Click and you had Cock, sort of just sitting in front of the centre halves, and the fullback weren't pushed on an, an enormous amount. So you kind of had a bank of six mm. um, to defend, and that's probably why Vardy was wasn't getting any yeah. joy. Um, but yeah, Barnes was the outlet. I think Dallas had an okay game, but when it came steady, but Barnes had him on toast, didn't he? Yeah, that, when it came up against Barnes, and that's no slight on Stuart Dallas. You know, Harvey Barnes is a very yeah. talented player, um, but I think he he did have his number today. Um, looking at the at the wider, so I mean, we, we've kind of discussed the game there. We've discussed some of the chances. Um, we've discussed Tyler and Bamford. For sure, very much a regulation sub. Um, Gelhart again caught the eye uh, without scoring, but again we're just seeing that bit of promise, and just immediately it just looks a bit more at it and a bit more dangerous. And they, they needed a finisher today. Again, as we said many times this season, they needed a finisher, and they, they did just feel like the chances were better today. You know, Marcelo's teams have never been unable to gain territory and to at least sort of get shots off. But the actual quality of the chances and the openings that came today, you know, we are talking, you know, within the six-yard box, you know, within within the goalposts in the penalty box, in that sort of golden corridor, if you like. There were some really nice chances, and they just lacked a finisher. So, Gelhart was good. I really, really pleased to see him in there. Faded a little bit, I think. To be honest, once the Leicester goal came, they did, as we know, goals change games, and Leicester did manage to find their mojo and assert some control and ease the game out. To be honest, um, Jesse Marsh then. Um, obviously, we were on Marsh Watch today. We'll have various pieces over the next few days, I'm sure, with various um, analysis of, of his role on the day, both on the touchline, pre and post match. The crowd um, did acknowledge Marcelo. Obviously, first game since his sacking, they were always going to in some way, and his name was chanted throughout the afternoon. But in the 23rd minute, Jesse Marsh yeah. did get a song, which, yeah, which did. did surprise me a bit. 
It did look a bit accidental. In the first game, say, he's, he's, he hasn't actually done anything for Leeds yet. Well, I suppose that's a reflection of how well he's he's been received in his first week. You know, he yeah. has spoken very well. He could have said, he could have said, I don't th- I think I could I could name anything which has made me sort of think, oh, maybe you've not no. read the room on that. No, no, I think he very has. steady. I think he's been steady, yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's important because, you know, the the sensitivity around Marcelo Sakin is, is very important and you have to approach that in the right mm. way. Nobody wants to, to step into the shoes of a living legend, as he said. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's prepared to do the task. And, you know, today he came out with different tactics, with, with new ideas, new set pieces. And he said, and, and you know, the, the greatest XG difference of the season. So I think for him, he can take take stock and think, well, you know what, it's not going to be straightforward. Um, but... I think that you know there's, there's there's stuff to work with here, and that's what he was saying. Very tactile, the players, wasn't they? There was yeah. a lot of he would, whichever in the first half it was Furpo because he was on that flank, and in the second half it was Dallas. But the, the fullback tended to be his his voice for the rest of the team, and he would he would uh, dispense instructions through the fullback to the rest of the team. And clearly, a lot of note writing today. He's 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 working on the job and, and sussing things out on the job as he sees them because he's had so little time with them. Um, but a lot of clapping, a lot of pointing. Um, I remember one particular instance just before the hour mark where he was sort of doubled over almost, pointing at the space. And mm. th- there was a, a Leicester player with without any pressure on him. And he was sort of he's saying, beckoning the come on, why are you not pressing? pushing? And Click almost wasn't too sure whether to press and commit himself with, with other runners behind him. So very, very, you know, never really sat down once at any stage. No. And of course, the, the big sort of um, pièce de résistance was, was the huddle at the end. Um we asked him about that. He didn't really sort of sort of flesh out why it was a huddle as such. It was more just trying to reinforce a positive message to the players. And I kind of get that. I mean, it would be easy for a team with a run of form as they are on to have that fragile confidence and to get down on themselves mm-hmm. today. And they need that you know, immediate, you know, the, the earliest opportunity. Marsh was in there saying, you guys played well today. Yeah. Do, do not let negativity seep in. That was very, very good. And as he said, after the game, if they play like that, they'll get the points they need. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the, the message from the press conference that, that stuck with us. It was, you know, if he said he told the players, if we play like this, we'll get the points we need. Mm. And it's that sort of faith that you're going to want to hear as a player. I mean, it's now seven games without a win. Yeah. It's the longest run Leeds have been on since... Yeah, because it was six before Watford, yeah, wasn't it, at the yeah. start of the season? And that yeah. was the longest one mm. under Bielsa. Yeah. So that means it's for years. Be like four, four years, yeah. Since since you know the the Heckenbottom bottom and, and yeah. Christensen and that, that period, so it is a really testing time, and I think it's 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 going to be difficult to get out of it. But the, the games are there; they're coming thick and fast, and you've got to you, as as cliche as it sounds, you've got to take it game by game, and just think, look, we have to we have to be better than this team on this day. Mm. And I've I've just had a look while you were, while you were speaking, Baron. You know, talking about XG and everything. Leeds' total today was identical. To their total at West Ham when they won 3-2. Wow. Like, identical. So the, the, the quality of the chances they yeah. created at West Ham were exactly the same when you add them all together as the chances they created today at the King Power. And yet, they come away with no goals and no points. And at yeah, West Ham, it was, it was a really big moment. So it's tough, and that's where, you know, luck comes into it. It was fine margins, though. Like I said, yeah. the, the chances were there. The numbers show the chances were there. Those of us that have watched the game could see the chances were there. Just the finishing and, and some good goalkeeping and some good defending from Leicester. You know they, they were solid um, on the line and, and as Joe says, certainly a bit of luck as well because we, we're talking inches in some of the in some of the cases where the the ball would have flown in. So we move on. Um, so Villa not long to wait now. Thursday night, um, Aston Villa come to Ellen Road under the lights. Huge, huge game. Um, 
we're expecting to hear from from Jesse Marsh again, I would assume, on Tuesday. That's kind of the, the general trend is two days before a game. If not, then Wednesday, depending on, on his personal schedule. And we'll get some updates. He, he said after the game today that, that Bamford won't be ready to start on Thursday. He's very, very honest and clear on that. But they are very hopeful that he'll have. If he was capable of 10 minutes today, then who knows, 15 or 20 on Thursday, perhaps, which which will be a boost. But as we've said, he is going to be rusty. You know, he, he has not played in three months. And even then, that game three months ago was about 10 minutes yeah. from the bench. Yeah. We're looking at mid-September since he was in sharp match form um, yeah. at Newcastle. So manage your expectations of that. Same with Phillips and Cooper. Hopefully we'll get some positive updates on them. We know they're on the grass now at least, which is a big step forward. But they've got to manage those hamstrings. You know, They had serious hamstring surgeries and we, we've got to watch that carefully and they've got to manage that. But one thing coming away from today was thinking you could picture Phillips and Bamford in that formation and yeah. see them making a difference. You know, The idea of Phillips being in that uh, rearmost two, either with Click or with Forshaw, um, does whet the appetite a little bit. Absolutely, because he, he's been doing the job of arguably two players for yeah. the last three and a half years. So for him to have a partner there... A bit more time to get his head up, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, maybe freeze him up to, to do some of that more expansive stuff that, that we know he's so good at. So... Yeah, and, and Bamford as well. You know, there was one chance today, if, if you haven't seen the game, oh, the back one post. chance at the back post. You mm. know, Harrison no kind of gets, beats, beats his man and just kind of fizzes. I don't know what he did with his foot, but the ball, there was no pace on the ball until he just hit it and yeah. just fizzed it in. Great delivery. And no one was there. It kind of went out for a throw-in. You've got to think that Patrick Bamford is gambling on that and, and trying to get on the end. So, yeah, don't uh, don't lose faith. Um, it's 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 encouraging that you know the, the chances were there. If yeah. there were no chances and the defence was just as ramshackle, then we'd be feeling quite low. Yeah, but there's there, there is at least something to build on there, and so, there is reason to believe there is improvement on the way and, and better results on the way. Um, so as I say, uh, Bielsa's uh, Bielsa's um, no. Jesse Marsh's transcript. You can see three and a half years of this. <laughs> just so used to saying Bielsa's transcript. Jesse Marsh's transcript um, is on the website already. Joe's already tapped that one out, so you can get full questions and full answers on what he said to get some proper context and get your teeth into into, into the messages he's putting out there. Uh, and we'll have more analysis out on there um, tonight and, and into tomorrow as well before we then swiftly look ahead to Aston Villa. So thanks for joining again. Um, a loss, but a very different kind of loss to recent weeks, and, and hopefully the tanker is turning around and we'll see something much, much better with, with the home fans on, on Thursday and what hopefully will be a raucous um, support providing the first sort of 10, 15 minutes really sort of get them G'd up. Yeah, yeah I think it's got the potential to be quite a, quite a memorable night. You know, the first home game of a new manager yeah, true. You know, coming in, making it, it, it's, it's a difficult situation. But, mm. you know, it's, it's nights like that when, when teams rally and, you know, you, you feed on that energy from the crowd and, and, it, and it transfers to the players. So I think that's something which could be... Um, be quite consequential absolutely week. thanks for joining folks we will see you again soon